Hey, Cam, how's it going, man? Good, Phil. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. You too. Good to see you too. Uh, I I wanted to ask you. I feel like you're in a little bit of a, a unique position here, um, in some ways, given the the restrictions that you guys are going to have to deal with. Um, you know, I think oftentimes for us, when we're able to watch training camp, you guys obviously do a lot of special teams work, and you want to run those guys as hard as you can. But it's probably not truly full speed, which I guess is the same for, for offense and defense too, but how difficult do you think it'll be to to evaluate the guys that you're trying to evaluate without having these preseason games this year and, and watching guys actually get tackled to the ground and things like that? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, everybody's in the same situation. So going through and evaluating, you got to look back at the fundamentals and the techniques we do. And we go through every day working the fundamentals. So it's kind of developing and saying, all right, does he have the fundamentals and the techniques we're looking for? And can he develop that? And can we can teach him the schemes? That, you know, that they can learn that, uh, the players, but they're doing a good job. We're just really looking at the fundamentals, the techniques, and just the development of them and the ability they're able to move and stuff like that. It's all going back to the fundamentals, to be honest with you, and seeing just the movement of the guys. Um, you know, as far as like the competition, the preseason and physically banging and everything, we're just going to have to do a good job in practice of making those evaluations and make the best of the situation because um, everybody's in the same boat. That's the biggest thing. You know? So we're no, there's not a different playing field for anyone right now. Do you worry, Cam, at all that guys might, you know, we, we always see, you know, every year, and it's not just with the Patriots, but around the league that, you know, guys that maybe the layman hasn't heard of or doesn't know a whole lot about, you know, he ends up standing out on special teams, and that's how a lot of these guys win jobs. And end up turning into players. I mean, Jonathan Jones, like for instance, is a great example of that. Do you do you fear that guys may fall through the cracks this year just because the the opportunities to evaluate them are not going to be the same? You know, I think the biggest thing is you got to go back to the pre-process and the process and just trust what you saw. You know, and then you just got to continue to every day evaluate. I mean, that's what it goes back to. Like, we got to put a good day on top of a good day on top of a good day. It's the continuous performance. That you're going to see, um, and the only thing I can focus on is the guys that are here, you know, and that's the guys we're worried about on a daily basis. And those are the guys that put good days and stacking good days on stacking good days. Those are the guys that, like you just said, those are the guys you recognize. They're continually doing it on a continuous basis. Thanks, Cam. Dan, do you have a question? Oh, you're muted. Hello, am I what? unmuted now? <laughs> good to um, see you, Karen. Good to see you. Uh, I was wondering uh, if you had any initial impressions of Justin Rohrhauser. You know, uh, he's done a good guy, he's still a rookie. Um, everybody here, they're still learning. We hadn't seen these guys. That was probably the biggest thing, breath of fresh air, um, mm -hmm. actually getting in to meet these guys and get them here, um, the excitement we have. I mean, I'm excited to be doing football. You know, some sense of normal, it's different, but some sense of normally that brings excitement. Um, but biggest thing is he, he's getting better, he's working hard. Um, every day he's going out there. Um, and like I said, he, his biggest thing is to continue to put in the good days. And he's had, you know, right now we're pleased, but we got work to do. He's still a rookie, all right? So he's got a long way to go, um, but we're doing good. You know, every day he's getting better. That's the biggest thing um, with all our guys. Every day he's just got to keep getting better. If I could ask you one more quick one. Um, how important is it 
for you uh, to have a guy like Matthew Slater around, particularly in these times with the pandemic and all the changes and, and so on and so forth? I believe that anytime you can learn from someone that's done things, um, the leadership, the length of time they've done things, you take something from everyone that you interact with. I, I personally believe that. And people you interact with on a daily basis, you can learn something from everyone. Um, just someone that way they react. So having a guy with that type of leadership, it, it, go, it goes without saying how much, how valuable it is. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Any other questions? And if I could pop in with another one, I I would. Of course. Um, Kim, I just, you you mentioned before, you know, everybody's sort of in the same boat here, and it's it's uncharted territory for everybody. Uh, for you personally, though, this is you know your first year as, as the the head guy for for special teams. Obviously, Joe has moved on. How challenging has this situation made? Um, what would already have been a challenging circumstance, I'm sure, for you in a lot of ways. Uh, so how, how challenging has it been? How would you describe the, this process thus far for you as as your first year, um, you know, being the the lead guy for special teams? You know, you know, one thing that I was blessed to do is my previous job. I was a coordinator, um, special teams recruiting, offensive coordinator. I was blessed to be coordinator for multiple positions. You know, um, so th that was. Uh, a big tutorial into this, knowing how to script, how to plan, get everything together. Um, I really can fall back on that and understand it's, yeah, it's at a higher level, absolutely. Um, but it's not the first time I've gone through it, right? It's a little bit different from everyone, absolutely, in this whole situation, but everyone's in that boat. Um, so we don't use that. We just keep getting better on that aspect. But I fall back on what I learned um, from those episodes, being a coordinator. Um, and I'm able to just keep stacking that and improving each day. And I learned, obviously, I, Joe's a great coach, and I was able to learn under him um, and learn how he did things. So I, I trust that and, and just rely on what I've learned throughout the process. And I've worked with a lot of great coaches and coordinators here, um, and that helps a long way as well, being a first-time coordinator in the league, but also knowing I've done it before, just at a different level. For, for people who, who may not know a ton about your background, was this always the goal for you coming from, you know, Southwest Mississippi Community College? Like, I don't know how many guys have made that transition from there to the NFL. Uh, can you tell us about, you know, your your aspirations as a coach? And was this always the plan? And how did you end up in doing it? Yeah. So uh, I, I, when I was a young, younger coach, I um, had some mentors and everything. And I believe in setting a five-year plan. Okay. Um, you may not always reach your goals in five years. You know, I'm sure you've had plans. Hey, where do I want to be in five years? I didn't get there, but I always had a five-year plan. So when I first started coaching, I was a graduate assistant at Southern Miss. Um, I made five years that hey, I was going to GA, give it a shot for five years, and then I wanted to be a, a coach. Like, you know, didn't want to be the guy that's having to do all the little things. I want to be a position coach. Um, and I didn't set a goal for where. Um, so the opportunity presented itself after graduate assistant to go to Southwest Community College and be the recruiting coordinator, special teams coordinator. And to that fold, the person that hired me was the offensive line coach at Southern Miss I worked with. So that goes back to building relationships and meeting people. You never know who's going to help you down the road. Uh, you never know that. 
Um, so when I got to Southwest, I set another five-year goal. My goal when I got to Southwest, I had three goals in mind for the end of those five years. I either wanted to get back to Division One and be a position coach, all right? I wanted to be some level in the NFL, some in the level, or I wanted to be a head coach at like a high school or junior college, small, smaller level college football. Um, and I thought those were good aspirational goals to reach. Um, I'm lucky to say and blessed to say that the two goals I've set for five years over my you know decade of coaching, if we go back to Jane, I've reached those. You know, five years I became a coordinator at a junior college in Mississippi. Um, and then in five years later, I was blessed to get the job here uh, as the assistant. And, you know, that came about just through a, a brief relationship, getting to know uh, Joe. And then it goes back. I knew Joe for a short period of time, but it's all about the relationships and the communications you bring. Um, and I tell guys, you never know who's going to impact your life. So anytime you meet someone, make sure you make a good impression. Um, and I was, I was, like I said, I was blessed to get here. Great opportunity, working for a great organization. That goes without saying. Great coaches, again, great players, great locker room. Um, I'm excited. And like I said, I just each day I just work to get better and improve on what I did yesterday. How did you meet Joe, Cam? Was it at Southern Miss or was it was it a little later? Uh, it was at, when I was at Southern Miss. Uh, so I knew Joe for um, three months, realistically, um, before he became the assistant um, under, uh, here in New England when he first started. And last thing for me, Cam, I mean, what we what we have seen from you on the field has been a lot of energy. You know, when we were able to be out there for, for camp or OTAs, running all over the place and, and coaching guys up. Um, how would you describe your, your coaching style? I think that uh, I'm definitely energetic, I would say, is my coaching style. Um, but it's also situational-based. Uh, I like to coach on the guys on the run and, and tell them, you know, this, I saw this, and you, like you said, um, but I also believe you have to understand the situation and judge each situation is different, um, you know, and, and just play it by ear. Uh, but I believe you have to be yourself as well. Um, so you can see, like I said, you, you saw it. I, you see the practice. I do have some energy, and, and I like, but I'm myself when it comes to that. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Kim. Thank you, Phil.